You are listening to a sermon from Mission Point St. John. We hope this message encourages a deeper connection between you and Jesus, our Savior. Amen. We're a people of faith. A people that believe in the miraculous. Amen. A people that just believe that, that God can do anything. Amen. With man, it may be impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Amen. Thank you for being faithful. You may be seated. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord tonight. And everybody that's here and everyone that's watching or listening online tonight, we're so glad that you have joined us uh, at Mission Point for church tonight, and uh, we're just trying to do our best, uh, amen, to follow the guidelines, and please help us by social distancing, stay in your bubbles if possible, and, and um, keep your mask on and all that stuff. Thank you for helping us. Um, we're just trying to do our best, and um, we thank the Lord for your participation in helping us. Amen. Just want to take a moment, and uh, Sister April is not with us this evening but I, I just want to take a moment, and we will obviously recognize her properly uh, when uh, she's in person. But uh, I wanted to speak tonight a little bit. Uh, Sister April has been involved in our Sunday school children's ministries for, um, she's been involved in children's ministry for 33 years. 33 years. And that's, that's a long time to be helping kids. That's a long time to be teaching and dedicating and committing yourself to uh, helping children. And so I absolutely honor her in the last five years of her leading our children's ministry program as the superintendent of our, of our Sunday school department. And uh, she's, she's stepping back and taking a break, and um, she'll be back teaching, don't worry. But uh, there's a lot on the plate, and uh, we sure appreciate everything that she has done and our Sunday school department has put some things together for her, and we'll make sure it gets to her. Amen. And we want to honor her tonight. So if you're watching, Sister April, our church is so thankful for everything that you have done over the past five years and then over the past 33 years of you being involved in children's ministries. That is absolutely commendable. Amen. It is. And, um, and so we're thankful for that, and thank you to all the, the teachers and the children, that young people that got involved in honoring uh, Sister April, and uh, we will get her everything that you have done, and uh, obviously we appreciate her in this church. Amen. I'm so thankful for great people that serve God, dedicated, committed to the work of the Lord, and I'm so thankful for that. Amen. What would we do without people who love God and are committed to his, his calling, what would we do? Amen. Oh, man, we wouldn't be able to do it. And so I'm so thankful for everything that each and everything that every person does, and um, we're appreciative of that tonight. And uh, Brother Brooks, we're glad that you're with us here at Mission Point there. Him and his family are moving from Belleville, and um, his son Landon's with us tonight, and there's there's two more children, or two more young people, I should say, and his wife that will be joining uh, shortly. And uh, we are just so glad that they're with us here at Mission Point and can't wait to get them involved and excited in the work of the Lord. And um, I had a wonderful conversation with Brother Stickler, who's his pastor in Belleville, and he said, Brother Carter, I'm, th these are great people. And I said, that's what we, that's what we want. We want your great people. Just send us all the great people that you have. And, uh, of course, I was, I was tormenting him, but uh, we have a great friendship and uh, appreciate Brother Stickler very much. And um, over the years, his participation in our Bible college and all kinds of things. And so we're, we're so glad that, um, Brother Brooks, you have come home. You're home. Amen. Back in New Brunswick, and we're glad that you're here, and uh, we're just honored to have you and your family. Amen. And... Uh, Tonight we're going to minister the word of the Lord, and uh, we're, we're going to...
pick up a little bit from where we ministered this morning and uh, felt in my spirit this morning what God laid on our heart, that it's more than just walls. Uh, it's more than just information. Amen. God, has, God gives us a burden. God gives us a burden. And um, I, will, I will just say, I will say it this way. I, I don't have a job. I don't, I don't have a job. I don't, I, I, I really don't. God, God called me to be a minister of this wonderful gospel, and it's not a job to me. It's a calling, and it's because uh, there's a difference between a burden and the burden, and um, I don't see ministry as a burden, but I have the burden for ministry, and I'm thankful for it. And uh, I enjoy what, we, what I do, and my wife and I are so blessed to be uh, pastoring this church and, and have such wonderful people that work alongside of us as we work for the kingdom. And this is, this is about us together, doing it together, everything we can do together. And we talked about it this morning, uh, the questions that were asked by Sam Bellet and uh, how, how he you know, was a representation and is a representation of the enemy and how his question was, is, you know, is it even possible for a small group, uh, uh, a, a group of people to make a, a, a difference? I'm here to tell you, amen, your lives make an absolute difference. Amen. Hallelujah. And will they fortify themselves? Will they Will they come together in unity? I believe that God, amen, is, uh, uh, His Spirit is what unifies us together. The Bible says we're all baptized into the same body by the same Spirit. Amen. I'm thankful for the Spirit of God. Amen. And will they sacrifice? Will we pay the cost? Will we pay the price to do what God wants us to do? I believe there's dedicated and committed people that will do whatever they have to do to see through what God wants us to accomplish. The fourth question was, will they get it to the end? Will they, will they finish what they started? And I, I have no doubt in my mind that Mission Point is full of people that says, you know what, I started out and I'm going to finish this race that I have begun. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, an old song that Brother McCausland used to sing. Hallelujah. I started out and I'm going to finish. Hallelujah. I, I didn't start this to, to quit halfway through. No, no, no. We're going to see it to the end. We're going to hold on and press forward. Hallelujah. And allow God's spirit to use us until he returns for his church. Amen. And will the stones be revived that are part of the rubbish the broken down walls and i believe without a doubt god is restoring and reviving people's lives i heard of a testimony today today after i preached this morning that god ministered to someone today that needed, uh, amen, a reviving of his spirit. And today God did that. Uh, hallelujah. I believe it's going to be every day. Uh, I believe without a doubt uh, God's in the restoring business. Uh, hallelujah. They're not castaways. The stones are not forgotten. Hallelujah. There's a revival. Hallelujah. That's happening with people. Amen. Who once knew the Lord, followed the Lord, served God. Hallelujah. Maybe for whatever reason has stepped back. But God is in the restoration business. Amen. I believe it. I believe it that God's in the business of restoring people's lives. The wonderful thing about God is he never gives up on us. He never does. And you can look back over your life, and you can see how God has directed your path. You can look back the first time he ever touched you with his spirit. The first time you ever felt a tug on your heart. And maybe it was years before you ever gave your heart to the Lord. But you can look back and see the journey that God put you on. Hallelujah. And he started something in your life. And here you are tonight, blessed in the house of the Lord to know him, amen, to be able to experience his presence, amen. He's in the restoration business. 
It's been his business all the way back to the garden. When sin happened in people's lives, Ab and Eve sinned and they were put out of the Garden of Eden. It has been God's goal since that time for people's lives to be restored to a relationship with Him where they walk, commune, talk, experience the presence of God on a continual basis. So I just want to pick up tonight who's the builders? Who's the builders of the wall? Because it's more than just a wall. And who are the builders tonight? If you didn't feel like it included you this morning, I want you to know that you are absolutely included. Okay, I know it's... I know you got your mask on. And I got mine off. And just because I got it off, I'll try not to preach too long. But let me tell you, you are 100% included in what God is doing for his kingdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody in the house of the Lord, nobody excluded. Doesn't matter how old you are. Doesn't matter how young you are. You are included in the kingdom. This is a work that he's doing. And so... I, I want to I uh, share a few of those important principles with you tonight of who the builders are. Nehemiah chapter 3 and verse 1. You know, the pastors are to set an example. But this is not to be done just by the pastor. Listen, the pastor, I'll give you my opinion. The pastor shouldn't expect of you what he wouldn't do himself. But this is not about the pastor doing it alone. We're all in this together. You got the same power I got. You got the same Holy Ghost I have. You got the same word that I read. You got the same ability to have a connection with God that I do. Everybody, hallelujah, is in this together. Everybody. This is what verse 1 of Nehemiah 3 says. Then... Uh, Elisha, the high priest, rose up with his brethren, the priest, and they built the sheep gate. They sanctified it and set up the doors of it, even unto the tower of Mia. They sanctified it even on the, under the tower of Heniel. See, the pastors are to set the example. If I expect you to witness, then I should witness. If I expect you to do outreach, then I should do outreach. If you're expected to pray, then surely the goodness the pastor will pray. If you're to study his word, then there should be no excuse for the pastor to not study his word. If you're expected to be in the house of God, then it would be kind of silly for me to stay home. This is, this is to be led by, but not only by. Amen. God has called us to be an example so the pastors are to set the example. The men of God should be an example to the congregation. Now we can clarify, the man of God is not God. He's the man of God. He's not God. Okay? You know, the, the same struggles that you deal with, the man of God deals with. He does. Yeah, there's attitudes here too. Please don't go to my wife for clarification. There's times when correction is needed. Reprimand is necessary. There's times when a praying through is the answer. There's times when just being alone with God still works. Listen, the pastor should be the example, but it should not be only done by the people that stand and lead a congregation. I, 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 believe, I believe that God sets us in place, just like you see here, that the high priest rose up with the brethren, the priests, and they built at the sheep gate. This is, this is about 
um, the shepherd having sheep, but not only the shepherd having sheep. Can you imagine how powerful it is if every sheep has sheep? You know, the natural, the natural process have lambs over a three-year period. They fight amongst themselves. That's the natural. That's what happens with sheep. Now, we don't do with the saints what we did with the sheep. Sheep were taken and sold, slaughtered, sold for mutton. Man, it got quiet. Listen, you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> that's, not, that's not the process here. He compares this to sheep because there's principles. The principles is sheep should have sheep. And uh, just because pastor stands behind this pulpit doesn't mean that he doesn't have pastors in his life. I have multiple pastors in my life. I need to be bearing sheep, but it's not me alone. Amen. Okay. Number two, it takes unity. See, working next to each other to build the church. Nehemiah chapter 3, verse 2. And it says, and next unto him buildeth the men of Jericho. And next to them. This is about us doing it together. Unity is not my way. It's God's way. And we're doing it His way. Unity is about we work together with Him. He's the head. And we are the body. Who's building the walls? Well, we're doing it together. We're doing this together. This end time revival is not going to be left to a few superstars. Uh Uh-uh. That won't cut it. That'll never cut it. There's no lone rangers in God's kingdom. There's a body, and every one of us are part of that incredible body. You see it twice in this verse, and next unto him, and next unto him. It takes unity, folks, working together to build the walls. Amen. Number three, unity doesn't necessarily mean that everyone is going to help Or even agree. Verse 5. Next unto him. The Tekadites repaired. But their nobles put not their necks to the work of the Lord. Now this is. Nehemiah is building the wall. Not everyone's doing the same job. You know that. uh, Unity. There's going to be things that happen between. You and I and the people sitting beside you and the people across the aisle and people behind and front, there's going to be things that take place that you're not always going to agree. God didn't cut us all the same. We're not always going to agree. But being submitted to the head, to the God that we serve, submission is not submission when we agree. Submission is only submission when we don't agree. But yet we're willing to be part of this incredible kingdom because we are builders of the wall. And there's something within us that says, you know what? There's a bigger cause than me. This is much bigger than I. There's a a greater outlook than just my outlook. This is not my kingdom. This is his kingdom. And we're all going to join in. And we're going to pull our our responsibilities and unify even, even when we don't. Necessarily agree. Do you know what's happening in the world right now? It has become very divisive. And that is even trying to creep in to the church. It's absolutely, absolutely crucial that we unify in the big cause of the kingdom of God because this is bigger than me. 
This is bigger than you. This is bigger than us. This is his kingdom. This is eternal life. This is salvation for people's souls. This is much bigger than what I think and what my opinion is. Everybody's got an opinion. Trust me. I never really know. I re, I never really knew how many opinions there was until God blessed me with the superintendent position. There's a lot of opinions. And we got to bring the balance together and say, okay, there's a bigger cause here. And that can happen right in our own assembly. Oh, God, help us. Help us to be unified, even though necessarily we might not always agree. Yeah. Number four, some jobs required to build the church, some jobs uh, that are required are, are not always very glamorous. You can ask Danny and Bessie, James and Lisa, poor Donnie over here, our summer students. Ask them what the bathrooms are like on occasions. Jobs are not always glamorous. Well, you say, is that in the Bible? Yep. Verse 14. Verse 14, this is what it says. But the dung gate was repaired. Seriously? There's a dung gate? Yeah, there is. And someone had to repair it. It was part of what was being restored. No one gets excited about fixing the dung gate. You can read in the scripture. Nehemiah comes to the city. He goes up on the hill. Look where he goes. He goes to where the dung gate was. Then he goes down to where it was glorious before. And his response is, it all looked the same. The walls were all down. Oh, thank God. Thank God for people's talents. Thank God for people's uh, willingness. Thank God for uh, many people that uh, uh, are, are doing things at times that are not always glamorous. I, I thank God that we're part of this together. Uh, we're in this together. Uh, hallelujah. We're, we're pulling it together. Uh, amen. We're going to try to do it together. Uh, hallelujah. This is, this is not uh, some status thing. No, no, no. We're in this together. Uh, hallelujah. We're, we're building the wall together. We're building it together. And even the dung gate has to be repaired. Uh. We need to build our homes, he said, while we're building the church. Nehemiah 3 and 28, from above the horse gate, repaired the priest, everyone over against his house. We can't be so caught up in only doing what's necessary here and letting our house go down the drain. I'm not talking about your physical location. I'm talking about your family. I'm talking about your kids. I'm talking about your grandkids. I'm talking about your marriage. I'm talking about making sure that God's got everything in order in your own house. That gives us the ability to lead well if we lead well our own house. be kind of silly for me to only care about the lost of our city and not care about the ones that live in my own home. The Bible says you could win, gain the whole world and lose your own soul. That's not just talking about you as an individual. That's talking about your family. 
it would profit nothing. We are to build our own homes while we're building the wall of what God has for His kingdom. See, we already have all the materials we need to do the job. Nothing else is required. We don't need a new message. We don't need some new plan. Listen, I'm, I'm not against new methods, but we sure don't need a new message. All you have to do is look uh, in chapter 3, and seven times it says that they rebuilt. They built, rebuilt the wall. Thirty-five times it says they repaired. We got everything we need. We got everything we need. Understanding that we're in this together. We're going to accomplish this in unity. Even if we don't always agree all the time. We're going to do our best uh, to keep our house in order. Uh, hallelujah. Uh, and we're going, to, we're going to use what God has given us. Uh, we don't need some spectacular thing uh, or some new thing passing by. No, no. We've got everything we need. Uh, you got the Spirit of God, the power of His name, uh, and the authority of His Word. Uh, everything that we need, we've got it. We've got it. There's no greater talent out in the world than there is in the church. None. There's great talent. I listen to some of our young people sing, play. When we were allowed to sing, just a few weeks ago, a young lady was standing over there. She smiles a lot. But I hardly ever hear her talk very much. Yeah, she's smiling right now. She's even laughing behind that mask. Caleb was up there. I'm like, my Lord. How come she hasn't been singing? She'll be singing from now on, I'll tell you. There's no lack of talent. There's no lack of abilities. It's incredible. We've got everything we need. We're in this together. We're in this together. Yeah, we're in it together. Built, rebuilt, repaired over 40 times in this chapter alone. Number seven, God sees all that we do, and he takes notice and record. We don't have to worry about whether everyone else is watching. We're doing it together, and God is taking notice of who's building the wall. Can I put it to you this way? The front gate and the dung gate, God's taking notice of who's doing both. There's no less quality with God. Well, you know what? That poor guy that got the Dungate rep re re repairing job, man, that, that's, that's a real downer for him. No, that, like, uh, no, no, that's not how God views it. No, 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 he's, we're in this together. God's taking note. He's taking note of your faithfulness. Hallelujah. And your, your desire and your willingness and your availability. God's taking note. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 10. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love. Which you have showed toward his name. In that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. This is something you've done and this is something you're still doing. And God takes note that you're doing it. That's all that really matters. We're in this together. We're building this together. See, that's, that's the idea behind the, the whole concept of team. 
There's no I in team. Unity means that we work as a team. Everyone has their strengths. Everyone has their abilities. But we're all part of the same team. When they went into the upper room, the Bible doesn't say they were all alike. The Bible says they were all in one accord. They all had different abilities. They all had different strengths. They all had their own personalities. They were someone who was going to preach in just a few days on the day of Pentecost. There was some that was a little more quiet. There was some that had lots of different abilities. But no, no, they were part of the same team. We even have that here at our church. Brother Beckerton, he's a way more kind than I am. No, I'm serious. He's like, he's so kind it almost makes you. Like, is this really real? Can someone be that nice all the time? Have you ever seen Brother Beckerton get worked up? If you ever get to see that, I, I like to experience. just want to see what that looks like. Never heard him raise his voice. Oh, it's like, it's like over the top. Kind, gentle, compassionate, Christian. One accord. One accord. Let me put it to you this way. I'm thankful for Brother Beckerton, but we all can't be Brother Beckerton. Because if we were, and there was four of us, and we were all stopped at the light, no one would go anywhere. We'd be all letting the other person go. No, you have to have a few of me around. You're not going? I'm going. Trust me, I'm going. Ask my wife about that. We're all part of the same team, but it's one accord. And what happened when they got in one accord, something supernatural happened in the church. There was an outpouring of the Spirit of God. And 3,000 people that day, besides them, had an experience that they never had before. Because someone stood, the Bible says, up with the 11 and preached on the day of Pentecost because there was one accord. Okay. Sister Mom, will you come and just play some music as we wrap this up? By Acts chapter 6, this powerful one accord, the Bible says there was a multiplying of the church, and all of a sudden there started to be a little bit of murmuring go on, that people weren't being taken care of properly. There was some neglect. The Bible says neglected in the daily ministration. Then the twelve called the multitude of disciples to them and said, Is it not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables? It wasn't because they were lazy. They were already servants. Wherefore, brethren, look yet among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom, whom we may appoint over this business. This is just getting a bigger team. That's all they were doing, getting a bigger team. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and ministry of the word. How they handled murmuring and complaining was they got a bigger team. They got more people involved. They said this is, this is going to involve more people, not less. Not going to highlight a few. We're not going to 
isolate these and push over to the side these ones. No, no, we're going to add to it. And you can see from Acts chapter 6 on, there's no more adding to the church. The church is being multiplied instead. Who's building the wall? There's a lot of us. Oh, it starts right here. It starts right behind this desk as your pastor. But it's everybody in this congregation unifying. Everybody being part of it. Next to him and next to him. Not even meaning that we always agree. But we're in it together. We're doing things sometimes that are not glamorous. But we're going to do it as we take care of our own house. We've got everything we need to do the job. And there's only one person that your faithfulness is responsible to. And that is the Almighty God. Listen, if you don't feel like you're part of it, get part of it. You'll, you'll just bring a greater one accord than there's ever been. A greater multiplication of the church than there's ever been. Join with the team. Well, I don't know what I have to offer. Oh, everything is needed in you. Everything that's needed to build the wall is right here. I sit in our staff meetings. I listen to ideas that come up. Things that's discussed of how we should do and what we should do. And I'm thinking, I could have never thought of that. Not smart enough to think of all these wonderful ideas. Thinking, man, it's so amazing to have incredible people on the team. But I've got a get her done attitude. I may not be smart enough to come up with the ideas, but we'll get it done. We'll see it through. The expectation will be high. We're all in this together. We're all in it together. Paul gives us a great example. Man, it's hard to get around these flags. Paul gives us a great example in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. He says, each member of the body of Christ has a ministry. Everybody sitting here has a ministry. Each member has a unique function in the body. Everybody's necessary. Each member's ministry is important to the body. No one excluded. And each member cooperates with all the other members. We see that in our own physical body. Every part is necessary. Every part you want to keep working right. Every part you want it to be appropriate. You want to cooperate. You want it to all work together. Well, it's no different in the body of Christ that's building this beautiful wall. The wall of the kingdom of God. The security and safety of people's lives. The gates to be built to let people in. The walls to keep people safe. Thank you, Jesus, that everybody gets to be part of the building of the walls. Everybody gets to be part of this wonderful kingdom. Listen, don't allow yourself to feel like, well, I don't fit in, or I'm not part of it, or I don't see that. Don't allow yourself to get to that part. Come and have a conversation long before that. Say, Pastor, help me. Help me make sure that I don't feel like I'm isolated in some way. Don't allow yourself to be on the outside looking in. No, no, be, be right with the rest of the body building the wall. Be working and occupying until he comes. God, I thank you for every person that is in this room tonight. God, throughout this day today, we have focused again on the necessity, God, of reaching people giving of our talents and sharing our abilities and 
joining arm in arm with our brothers and sisters in the Lord. God, it's more than just walls. We understand it's a burden. We talked about that this morning. And I'm so thankful, God, for the the burden that gets into people's lives and hearts where they just can't do anything but do their best for you. But God, I'm reaching for those tonight, God, that may not feel like they're part of that. They may, may not feel like uh, the importance is there. They may not feel like there's an engagement, God, in, in the kingdom tonight. And God, I, I want them to know through your word, God, that everybody is part of the builders. Everybody needs to be involved. Everybody is important. We've got everything we need, God. Lord, within the church, I'm thankful, Jesus, for the talent and the abilities. And, and God, I'm thankful, Lord, but I, Lord, I don't want anyone to feel like that they're not part of it. From the youngest to the oldest. Let somebody have it renewed in their spirit. Lord, a second wind that comes to their, their spirit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give my best. I'm going to I'm going to do what I can do. I'm going to support. I'm going to cheer on. I'm going to help in any way I can. Oh, God, I want to be a builder of this wall. I want to be occupying, Lord, when you come. I want to be involved in some capacity, God. I want to be standing with, holding up the arms of. God, I want to be a support in any capacity, God. I want to be part of the builders of the wall. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I told you this morning, three individuals that you see in Nehemiah. One represented the enemy, one represented the flesh, and one represented the world. They're always going to be there to try to discourage and distract. And don't allow that to happen. Don't allow that to happen. Connect yourself like you've never been connected before. Involve yourself like you've never been involved before. The little things matter. The faithfulness of the people of God. God's taken note. He's taken note. Would you stand tonight? feel a little check in my spirit maybe it's a pastor's heart I don't want anyone to feel like they're not part of what God's doing and I know personality plays a part in that And I try to understand that to the best of my ability. My personality is, I'm going to be involved whether you like it or not. But that's me. And I understand not everyone has that personality. That's probably good. So I try to understand from the other side what it may be like to feel like it's difficult to find your place or what is it that I should be doing or how should I be involved I'm reaching for you tonight that you're part of the building of this wall you're part of the building of this wall we're in this together we can't do it without you can't do it without you without you there's a piece missing uh, I just feel right now, I, I've hit the nerve I don't want there to be anybody on the outside not feeling engaged or involved I understand what's happening in our world and there's a real 
There's a real push to divide and all that. I feel that. I know that. I'm aware of that. And I'm going to preach against that. And I'm going to pray against that. I'm going to ask God to keep us unified and keep us together. We're all part of this church. And we're all in this together. And there's only one body. There's only one church, folks. And so I'm, 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 I'm saying this to you tonight as a pastor. Don't allow yourself to get isolated. God, I pray right now. God, what you just put into my spirit in the last two or three minutes, God. God, you know exactly who's watching or listening online or who's in this service tonight, God, that that may be a challenge. God, there may be someone, Lord, that feels even hurt in their spirit. God, I just pray, God, don't allow, don't allow something to be created, God, that would isolate anyone or keep anyone away or keep anyone at bay, God. Don't, don't allow anything, God, to be created, Lord, in someone's heart that would try to, try to make someone feel like they weren't necessary or not important or whatever the case, God. We know that that is not of you. That is a trick of the enemy, a trick of the flesh. God, uh, that is of the world, God. That's not of you. God, you're always in the beckoning. You're always drawing near. You're always wanting people to come close. You're always wanting to, to embrace your church and your, your people and your family. And God, you're always, God, wanting to hide us in the cleft of the rock and God, you're wanting us to listen to the still smallness of your voice. And God, you're wanting us to walk in your ways and to follow your footsteps. And God, that's your desire, God, is for us to be close to you, for us to draw nigh unto you, and for you to draw nigh unto us. Hallelujah. I'd just like to end this service tonight. Would you just social distance to the best of your ability? make your way to this altar tonight would you do that and say God I, I just don't want anything I don't do this often but the Lord is laying on my heart something I need to share with you um, you may be seated um, not that I'm going to be long but <laughs> recently I was going through an isolation literally and it started to feel like spiritually. Um, and I was feeling weak in my faith. And I was struggling with something. I, was, I had a lot of fear happening in my life. And a dear lady from our church, Carol Callahan, let me know she was praying for me. She doesn't even know what I was going through. We need to hold each other up in prayer, but that's not what I'm here to talk about. While I was going through this, I had a vision. I was laying in my bed talking to God about it, and I had a vision that in, in behind our um, house, there's woods, and in that woods was a lion, and it was a female lion. She was looking for her prey, and she was staring at our back door, and I, I knew immediately, because I had read that verse in the Bible the day before about how he, the enemy is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And I thought, you know what? He's trying to get me. He's trying to devour me. He's just waiting to pounce on me. He's just waiting for my faith just to get low enough, for me to feel alone enough because I was isolated, that he's like, I can get her now. So what he's saying is so true. Don't get isolated. We need each other. We need to be connected to each other. We need to be connected to the kingdom of God. I want to pray right now that God will help us. God knows exactly which one of you is struggling right now. Some of you, life may be good. You feel connected. But for some of us, we may be at a weak point in our life. We are maybe struggling. We may have depression, anxiety, whatever it is. We're going to pray. Jesus, we know that you are mighty, God. You are stronger than anything that will come against us. God, any fear, any anxiety, 
Oh, God, the lies of the enemy, God, help us, God, to hear your voice, not to hear the roar of the lion. Oh, God, but to hear the king of kings and the Lord of lords, the lion of Judah. God, help us to hear your voice over the enemy's voice. Oh, God, I pray the voice of faith will be stronger than the voice of fear. Oh, God, for every one of us in this place, God, we know you are mighty, God. You are the mighty God. You are the everlasting Father. God, you are our counselor. You are wonderful. You are the Prince of Peace. God, you are everything we need, God. And we ask, oh God, that you rest on this place, on these people, your people. God, help us to get strength from you. Oh God, just to draw together, oh God, to be a community of faith. Oh God, that we will be connected to you through prayer. Oh God, and to each other through fellowship, we ask in the name of Jesus. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Would you stand again? I want you to take what you just heard as a prophetic voice. Sure, I can assure you, nothing was planned with that. I can tell you that. Take what she just said as a prophetic voice to your spirit tonight. That God is confirming that you're absolutely, absolutely 100% crucial to the building of the wall. Thank you for joining us today. If you want more information, connect with us on our website at missionpoint.ca. God bless you.